Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we are going to be performing a fundamental stock analysis of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce, ticker symbol CM. Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce is listed both on the Toronto Stock Exchange as well as the New York Stock Exchange. Here we're looking at their New York listing. So year to date, they are down 21%. Currently, they're trading for $44.80 per share. Over the past year, they're down 17.5%. Going back five years, they're only up at a rate of 1.2% compounded annually. Over 10 years, they're only up 2% compounded annually. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, their stock price is only compounding at a rate of 3% annually. So that doesn't seem that great. However, keep in mind that this stock price return is not including the dividends that the company pays out. Currently, they pay out a 5.5% dividend yield, 5.55% to be exact. That is well above what the average dividend paying business currently pays in the stock market. It's also well above what most banks pay out in terms of dividends and banks tend to pay out a higher percentage of their earnings as dividends relative to a lot of other companies. So, Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce just hit their 52 week low. We are recording this just after the end of the day so this is not yet updated here on ticker. That low is down nearly $20 from their 52 week high. Currently, they have a market cap of 56 billion Canadian dollars, which is an equivalent market cap of 40 and a half billion USD. So for some background about the business, Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce is Canada's fifth largest bank. The company operates through four business segments, Canadian personal and business banking, Canadian commercial banking and wealth management, U.S. commercial banking and wealth management, and capital markets. Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce was founded in 1867 and is headquartered in Toronto, Canada. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are going to be performing the 10 Towers Banking Analysis. We are going to be taking a checklist style approach of 10 standard financial metrics that are very important for banks in order to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce based off of their business fundamentals. This analysis will continue to evolve and get better over time. It's still a work in progress, and it's an opportunity to learn about banks in public. So with that said, let's get right into it. Starting off with tower number one, we want their average PE over the last five years to be below 12 and a half. This will help us understand how the business is currently trading in line with banks' historical averages. There's been a lot of variation in their PE over the last five years. They traded all the way at a high of about 16 times earnings, and during March of 2020, they traded as low as 5.5 times earnings. So that's very cheap based off their historical averages. Currently, they're trading for 8.5 times earnings, and over the last five years, they've traded at an average of 10.5 times earnings. So this is going to be a check here to start off on tower number one. They're coming in below that historical average banking valuation. Strong sign to see on their valuation starting off here with tower number one. Tower number two, we want their average five-year return on equity to be greater than 9%. In most of these years, Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce earned above average returns on equity. They were decreasing going into the pandemic, and in 2020, they had their lowest return on equity over this time frame. However, a hallmark sign of being a great bank, which we're seeing here, is that even in a tough financial year for banks, they were still earning a respectable return on equity. And in fact, they were still earning above the metric we're looking for. So they've rebounded since then. In their fiscal 2022, they earned about a 15% return on equity. And over the last 12 months, they've earned about a 14% return on equity as well. So overall, in the last five years, they're averaging a 14% return on equity. This is another check here on tower number two. 
Tower number three, here we're looking for five-year revenue growth. All of these numbers are going to be in U.S. dollars, even though the bank primarily operates in Canada. In 2017, they brought in $12 billion of revenues, and that has grown. Last year, they brought in $16 billion of revenue. Another check here on tower number three. Tower number four, here we're looking for earnings growth over the last five years. In 2017, they brought in $3.6 billion of earnings, and that has grown to $5.2 billion of earnings last year. In their last 12 months, that has come down just a little bit to about $5 billion of earnings, but it's still up over the last five years. This is another check here on tower number four. Banks are different from other businesses in that a bank is actually going to be based on its abilities to produce earnings, while most other businesses are based on their abilities to produce free cash flows. We also want to capture how much Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce is bringing in in earnings in an average year here. And when we add up their net income and divide it by five to get our answer, we observe that Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce is producing about $4 billion of earnings in an average year. Put that number in the bank for now. We'll come back to it later on in our analysis. Again, through our first four towers, we've got four checks. Tower number five, we're looking for five-year growth in deposits. Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce has grown their deposit base from $308 billion in 2017 up to $467 billion in 2021. This is very strong deposit growth over this time frame. This is another check here on tower number five. Tower number six, here we're looking for decreasing shares outstanding over the last five years. Unfortunately, this is going to be our first X here. During this time, they've increased their shares outstanding and they've diluted existing shareholders by about 9%. So this is important because when you're purchasing a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. When a business issues new shares and dilutes existing shareholders, they're decreasing your ownership percentage in the business which ultimately decreases the percentage of the business's profits that you're going to be entitled to. That's the opposite of what we want here, especially when over this time period, at times it looked like Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce was trading for quite below its historical averages. This again is going to be an X on tower number six. Between the last two towers of deposit growth, and here we're seeing an increase in shares outstanding. Ideally, we'd like to see deposit growth with a decrease in shares outstanding to give us strong deposit per share growth. That's another sign of being a really wonderful bank. In this case, Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce has grown their deposit base faster than they've grown their shares outstanding. So they are showing deposit per share growth. But again, it's not as strong of a signal to us as if they would have been buying back shares over this time frame as well. So, so far through six towers, we've got five checks and tower number six was our first X. Tower number seven, we want their interest expense as a percentage of total deposits to have decreased over the last five years. In this time frame, we see that their deposit base is up and their interest expense is down. So this is a great sign here. This is a check on tower number seven. Banks are a commodity business they can potentially earn a low-cost producer advantage relative to their peers by paying out smaller amount of interest per dollar of deposits than their peers. These interest expenses are going to depend heavily on interest rates, but it is a strong sign to see here that they've grown their deposits while also shrinking their interest expense, potentially giving them a lower-cost producer advantage. Again, this is exactly what we're looking for here on tower number seven, and this is going to be another check. Tower number eight, here we want their non-interest expenses as a percentage of total deposits to have been decreasing over the last five years. So this is similar to a bank's efficiency rating, and it's going to give us a measure of how efficiently a bank is operating. Here we're going to have to do some math because both deposits and their non-interest expenses have increased. 
So in 2017, non-interest expenses were 2.4% of total deposits, and that has decreased in 2021. Non-interest expenses were only 1.95% of total deposits. This means that Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce is operating more efficiently today than they were five years ago. This is another strong sign on tower number eight, and so far through eight towers, we've got seven checks. Tower number nine, here we're typically looking for institutional deposits as a percentage of total deposits to be decreasing. And ideally, we want that to be as close to zero as possible. For whatever reason, Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce is not displaying data on this here in Ticker, even though, even though other Canadian banks do display that same data. Here we're going to use their percentage of interest-bearing deposits and their growth of non-interest-bearing deposits as a proxy for that. So the reason we want to see decreasing institutional deposits is because it's harder for a block of retail-funded deposits to flee a bank, especially during times of economic duress. Plus, it also limits systemic exposure to other banks and financial institutions. So again, here as a proxy, in the last five years, we've seen their non-interest-bearing deposits almost double. These have grown faster than they've grown their interest-bearing deposits. So interest-bearing deposits are exactly what they sound like. They're the deposits that the bank has to pay out interest on. Non-interest-bearing deposits are the opposite. They're deposits the bank takes in that they don't have to pay interest on. This is important here because banks make money based off of the spread on the interest that they have to pay out on deposits versus the interest that they're taking in from loans made using a percentage of their deposit base. So again, here, non-interest-bearing deposits are growing faster than interest-bearing deposits. So this means that they've been decreasing their percentage of interest-bearing deposits over this time. Again, we don't have data on institutional deposits here, which is what we really ideally look for. But as a proxy to this, we're going to give them a check here on tower number nine. This is one key point that I would definitely research if you're interested in this business. As we've learned that for whatever reason, Canadian banks tend to have a higher percentage of institutional funded deposits relative to their U.S. peers. So that's not necessarily a good or bad thing as they operate in two different banking systems, but it is a key difference and one that you really want to understand more in depth between Canadian and American banks. Finally, the big tower of them all, tower number 10, we want their market cap to be below their average five-year net income multiplied by 10 to give us a reasonable starting point for evaluation of the business. So currently, Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce has a $41.7 billion US dollar market cap, and we learned earlier that they're producing about $4 billion of earnings in an average year. When we multiply that $4 billion of earnings times 10, that is going to get us tantalizingly close at $40 billion, but we're still $1.7 billion off here. Coming in just under what their current market cap is, this is going to be an X here on our 10th and final tower, but it is pretty close to what the business's current market cap is. So judging off of that, while this is not financial advice and this is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security, it would seem based on this metric that Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce is about fairly valued. Here we're looking at their dividend profile. So again, Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce currently pays out a 5.55% dividend yield, which is well above what the average bank is paying out in dividends. But people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividend yields, so it's important to stop and look under the hood of a business to determine whether their dividends are supported by that business's free cash flows, or in the case of banks, supported by their earnings. Ideally here, we're looking for businesses to keep their dividend payout ratios below 60%. We can see that Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce crossed that threshold in 2020 as their earnings came crashing down from these previous years. However, things have rebounded quite strongly into 2021, 
And we noticed that in all five of these years, they've increased their dividends per share. And over the last five years, with their earnings growth, and even despite their shareholder dilution, they've been able to grow their earnings per share, and they brought their payout ratio back down back to a reasonable level. This is good to see here. It looks like their dividend is in pretty healthy shape, although their ability to pay out their dividend is really going to depend on their earnings now and into the future. Even though they have a high dividend yield now, and they've been able to increase their dividend over this time, it's not any sort of guarantee that this will continue to be the case into the future. Then finally, a lot of investors often get tripped up looking at a bank's book value and their return on assets. Warren Buffett has been a very successful in banks historically, and he sums up this misconception pretty succinctly. He said that banks with a return on assets will tend to sell for above their tangible book value, while banks with return on assets that are below 1% are gonna sell below tangible book value. In Warren Buffett's opinion, Book value isn't the key to valuing a bank. Earnings are the real key to valuing banks. So that's exactly what we've been using in our 10 Towers Banking Analysis here today. So in summary, Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce checks the box on 8 out of 10 towers. Relative to the banking industry's historical PE, they're trading below valuations there. They're also earning above average returns. They've grown revenues and earnings over the last five years, as well as growing their deposit base. However, they've diluted existing shareholders by about 9%. At the same time, they've also managed to decrease their interest expense as a percentage of deposits, as well as decreasing their non-interest expense as a percentage of deposits. Then we didn't have the proper data to really dive into institutional deposit funding here. So that's something to research farther about the business. And finally, we found out that based off of their average earnings, the business looks to be about fairly valued right now right in range with their current market cap. Again, Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce currently pays out a 5.55% dividend yield, which looks to be well supported by their earnings. That is going to depend on their earnings going forward into the future. And then we also learned from Warren Buffett not to get tripped up when looking at a bank's return on assets versus their tangible book value. So keep in mind that this type of analysis is a beginning holistic understanding of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce as a business to help you determine whether it's worth your time to dig in and learn more about the company here. This is not financial advice and it is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Before making any investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered financial and legal professionals. As a value investor, you wanna be researching a business as if you would own 100% of it, where you can feel comfortable that you truly understand the essence of the business and know all of its ins and outs. If you're interested in learning more about the business, I would highly recommend diving into the company's 10Ks, which are their annual reports. You can read through that and get a better understanding of the business's management, the potential opportunities and challenges that it faces, the environment the bank operates in, and understand how management is viewing capital allocation now and into the future. When you're finished reading through those 10Ks, I'd also recommend reading through some of their quarterly earnings call transcripts to get a more up-to-date quarter-by-quarter perspective of the business. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at, bank or otherwise. This was a subscriber request, so thanks for learning about Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce with me, and have a great day.